Holiness. Everybody say holiness. Holiness. Amen. You see, holiness is a topic. Heiligheid is an onderwerp that you can never stop talking about. Waar je nooit over kunt stoppen. It starts with holiness. Begin met heiligheid. And it ends with holiness. And yeah. You see, holiness is very vital in your Christian journey. Heiligheid is heel Because holiness, you see, God has many attributes. God heeft hele veel kenmerken. But His greatest attribute is holiness. En de grootste kenmerk is heiligheid. That is actually the identification of God. Dat is eigenlijk de identificatie van God. He is holy. Hij is heilig. He is a holy deity. Hij is een heilige godheid. Hallelujah. Hij is heilig. He even said in His word. En zij zelfs in zijn woord. In 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1. 15 and 16. As he has which have called you is holy. Be a holy in all manner of confiscation. Because it is written. It is written in the books. Be ye holy for I am holy. Even the Bible says in the book of Revelation. Chapter 4 from verse 8 and 10. The Bible speaks about the four creatures. The four beasts. And the Bible says that they don't, they don't rest. Stop saying Holy, holy, holy. I your Lord God Almighty. So as these people, as, as, as the creatures, as the angels and the 24 elders, they bow down and they say, holy, holy, holy. We will also not rest stop talking about holiness. We will preach holiness until Jesus Christ comes. Because that is actually the essence of Christianity. It's for you to be holy, for the Spirit of God to dwell in you, so that whenever Jesus comes, he can see himself in you. Hallelujah. 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 We are going to dive in into the word of God. And I want us to go to the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 1. And please bear with me. Today we will read some scriptures. For clarity's sake. So bear with me. I want you to understand this. Revelation chapter 1. Amen. Amen. I will read in the name of Jesus. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, to shew unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John. Verse 2. Who bear record of the word of and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Verse 2. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. Everybody say, the time is at hand. Amen. Verse 4. John to the seven churches which are in Asia, praise be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come and from the seven spirits which are before is true. Amen. We can read it. Deze naam van Jezus, openbaring hoofdstuk 1 tot en met 4. God heeft aan Jezus Christus laten weten wat er binnenkort zal gebeuren. En omdat Jezus het aan zijn dienaren bekend maakt. Daarom stuurt Jezus een engel naar zijn dienaar Johannes om hem alles te vertellen. Johannes heeft opgeschreven wat hij heeft gehoord en gezien. Het zou heerlijk zijn om dit boek voor te lezen. En het zou heerlijk voor de mensen zijn om goed naar deze profetische woorden te luisteren en ze goed te onthouden. Want al deze dingen gaan bijna gebeuren. Johannes schrijft dit aan de zeven gemeenten in Azië, oftewel Turkije. Ik bid dat God in alles goed voor jullie zal zijn. 
en dat jullie vol zullen zijn van de vrede van hem die is en die was en die komt. De vrede van de zeven geesten die voor zijn troon staan. Amen. 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 Plaatsnemen. Listen. Luister. We are talking about We hebben het over heiligheid. En als we dat just read in the book of Revelation chapter 1. Als we net hebben gelezen in openbaring ons First of all, I want you to understand. Ten eerste wil ik dat je begrijpt. Jesus Christ is the revelation of God. Jezus Christus is de openbaring van God. Jesus Christ is the revelation of God. Jezus Christus is de openbaring van God. The Bible says in First of Peter. De Bijbel zegt in 1 Peter. No, in John chapter 1 verse 18. Johannes I have written down. The Bible says that no man has seen God at any time. The only begotten son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he had declared him. So the Bible said that no one has seen God. Was that niemand God ever seen? But he has declared Jesus Christ. So if you have seen Jesus, if you see Jesus Christ, you have seen the Father. That's why I said Jesus said in His Word. Jesus said in His Word. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father as well. Oh, the Father has seen. So Jesus Christ is the revelation of God. Jesus is the revelation. So let me read in the book of Revelation. And then we'll just read in Openbaring. A revelation was given unto John the Revelator. Openbaring was given unto John. Not John the Baptist, but John the Revelator. John is the Doper. So the revelation was actually from God the Head, God the Father, to Jesus Christ, which was given to John, by all means by an angel. So eventually, that revelation was given to a messenger, which was the angel of the Lord. Hallelujah. And when we read the Bible, the Bible says that, Verse 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, to show unto his servants things which must surely come to pass. So God revealed unto John the things that will come. God revealed unto John the time dispensation we are actually in. So the Bible says that John was a witness of it. Because everything he saw, everything he heard, he wrote it down. Hallelujah. So I will read further. And he sent and signified signified it by his angel unto his servant John. So as I said, it was actually given to an angel to give it to John, to give the revelation to John. Verse 2, who bear record of the word of God. So as I said, he wrote everything down. He was a witness of the revelation that was given unto him. And of the testimony of Jesus Christ and all and of all things that he saw. Amen. Verse 3. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of his prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. So the Bible is actually saying that blessed is he that understands what is written in the books. Blessed is he that knows what is written in the books. And the Bible says that, and that he and they that hear the words of this prophecy. So, with other words, blessed is he that understands. Blessed is he that understands and hears it. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, and keep those things which are written therein. So the things that you have heard, the things that you have seen, obey it. Keep it. 
to it. Hallelujah. And the Bible says in verse 4, turn to the seven churches which are in Asia. So actually, the revelation that was given was unto the seven churches in Asia. God has a revelation to these churches. Because those churches that is written in the book in chapter 2 of Revelation and chapter 3, they all had something. They were doing the work of the kingdom. But they all had something. Hallelujah. I will not really dive in into every church because otherwise we will not finish. But if you read for yourself the three things that Jesus said to the church. First of all, Jesus said, I know thy works. So I know what you are doing. I know in how um, 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 how sincere you actually are. So he said, I know thy works. Hallelujah. But he also said, nevertheless, I have somewhat against the something against you. I have somewhat against thee. So he knows your works, he knows what you are doing. But there is still something that you are lacking. That is, there is still something that we are lacking as Christians. So he said, Repent. Repent. And he also said, He that overcometh. He that overcometh. So he all actually gave a solution. So when I was reading the scripture, when, when I was studying the scriptures, it made me to understand that every time God refused something to us, every time God gave us a vision, it's actually an act of mercy. It is an act of mercy. You see, nowadays we don't want to hear the truth. We don't want to be rebuked. We don't want to hear sound doctrine. So God was telling the churches, I know thy works. I have something against thee. Repent. And he that overcomes. So actually, whenever someone testifies about you, about Jesus Christ, it is an act of mercy. Every time someone is preaching about holiness, we don't just preach about holiness because we think, oh, it is good. Of course it is good. But we preach about holiness is because we care. There is a care. We care for your souls. You see, the whole essence of Christianity is for your soul to be saved. It's for your soul to be saved. So we preach about holiness, not to say, not to judge you, not to to, uh, to make you feel unworthy. We preach about holiness because we care. There is a care, and there needs to be a restoration. There needs to be repentance that takes place. Otherwise, the whole will be in vain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the revelation was given to John. You see, oh, the churches that is written down in the book of Revelation, they all have something. Hallelujah. They all have something. Like, like the Laudations Church. They were rich. They had everything. 
but they were lukewarm. Hallelujah. You see the church of Pergamos. You see the church of Pergamos. They were preaching the doctrine of Balaam. The church. The church. The church of um um how do you say it? I have written it down. The church of Theatira. They suffered that which Jezebel to preach and give a false accusation to seduce the people. So they all had something that was against the will of God. They all had something that was against the plan, against the will of God. So God was telling them, if you don't repent, I will remove the I will remove the candlesticks. So when I was reading that, I was telling myself, okay, what does that actually mean? It actually means that God will remove the churches. God will remove the church out of the circle of fellowship. God will not be there anymore. God will not authorize them anymore. God will not be there so that they can use him for his glory. God will not be there anymore. So he said that if you don't repent, I will remove thy candlestick. If you don't repent, there is a lake of fire that is awaiting for you. If you don't repent, there is an eternal condemnation. So God was showing mercy, but he was also giving us a solution. He was also giving us the choice. Repent or you will face eternal condemnation. Hallelujah. So as I was studying it, I also came to the understanding. I was thinking about the rapture. I was thinking about the great tribulation. Hallelujah. And the tribulation of God, it stands for the wrath of God. It stands for the wrath of God. With other words, I have sent you my son, but you still denied him. I have sent my servant unto you, but you still denied him. I have preached the gospel, but you still reject him. What else do you want more? You are time. You are time. The Bible was the, the book was telling to John. The Bible was saying to John. Tell those churches. Because the time is at hand. The end is near. You see, we are living in the last days. We are living in the last days. Whereby the LGBTQ. If you don't accept them, you will be on a castaway. If you say that you don't compromise, you will not be able to get a job. If you say that you are standing for holiness, they see you as a different person. We are living in a time that people will don't want to hear sound doctrine. We don't want to know the truth. But the Bible says that you shall know the truth. And the truth shall set you free. There was a revelation that was given to John to tell the churches to tell the churches that the things that they are doing is not pleasing to God. 
pleasant unto God. It is not pleasant unto God. There was one typical church. That was the church of Sardis. In the book of Revelation. You see, this church was alive. It was alive. They were doing all kinds of things. But spiritually, they were dead. Spiritually, they were empty. It is not just about the outward appearance. It's not just how you look like. It is a caring of your soul. There needs to be a transformation in you. I know that this preaching sounds hard. But it is a care for your soul. It has to do with your soul. It has to do with your spirit. It has to do with your salvation. Hallelujah. But there was also one church. There was also one church. And that was the church of Philadelphia. And that church kept the word of God. That church obeyed the commandments. That church kept on the faith, held the faith. There was a church that was actually an example for all the other churches that was written in Revelation. So God said, He that overcometh, He that endured, He that can stand until the end, He can still hold my word. He that cannot, He that will not compromise because of the popularity of men. He that can keep the faith. He that overcometh, we eat the tree of life. He that overcometh, we eat the hidden manna. He that overcometh shall be clothed in white raiment. He that overcometh, God wants you to overcome. God wants us to overcome. God wants us to endure. God wants us to keep to the faith. God wants us to stand still. And not be shifted. By every wind of doctrine. Not be shifted. Not going to or fro. But standing still. Standing steadfast in the word of God. So he said that he that overcometh. He that overcometh. I will give him power to the nations. He that overcometh. To every church he said he that overcometh. He that overcometh. So there is a way. There is a way. There is a way that God wants to show us. There is a way of eternal life that God wants to show us. So this was actually also the same way, same thing with Apostle Paul and Timothy. Because Timothy was a young man. He was very reserved and very timid. And he was actually the spiritual covering of, of let me see, Apostle Paul was the spiritual covering um, 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 about uh, Timothy. He was the spiritual covering over Timothy. Hallelujah. So Apostle Paul was training Timothy for the work of the ministry. Because he knew that previous time will come. We are in the last days. So he knew 
So he was training Timothy. He was training him. And he was telling him that to preach like an evangelist. Endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Let us go to the book of Timothy. First Timothy chapter 4. Timothy, if you are there, say Jesus. Amen. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. Giving ye to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. We can read that part. Lees naar van Jezus. Neem Matthäus onze vivers 1. Maar de geest zegt duidelijk dat sommige mensen later hun geloof zullen verliezen. Ze zullen dwaalgeesten volgen en luisteren naar wat duivelse geest hun leren. Amen. So Apostle Paul was actually telling Timothy. Was about that there Timothy will come a time that the people will leave the faith. People will um, abandon Christianity. Apostle Paul was actually talking about. He was talking about apostasy. And apostasy is that you have once uh, confessed Jesus Christ. But now you have come to the point that you that, that you are rejecting him. That you are telling yourself, I don't want to believe anymore. I'm ready to go into the world. I'm ready to be in the world. So Apostle Paul was telling Timothy, people will leave the faith. People will leave the faith. People will abandon the faith. And giving ye to seducing spirits and doctrines of the devil. Giving you to false prophets. Giving heed to false doctrines. Giving heed to things that is not according to the will of God. Things that are compromised. Things that is not written. Giving heed to them. Verse 2. Speaking lies in hypocrisy. Amen. Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. First three, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats. Okay, that is not my scripture. Amen. Amen. But speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. You can read it. Deze naam van Jezus. Ze zullen zich laten bedriegen door de praatjes van leugenaars. Die leugenaars zijn koppig en ze zijn gehoorzaam aan God. Ongehoorzaam aan God. Daardoor is hun geweten gevoelloos geworden. Ze horen de stem van de geest van God niet meer. Amen. So Apostel Paul was telling Timothy. Even though those times is are coming. Ook al komen die tijden. Even those false teachers and false prophets are going to arise. Ook al zullen false profeten opstaan. Wees niet zoals hen. But hold on to the things which have learned. Maar hou vast aan de dingen die je hebt geleerd. Hold on to the things. That I have taught you. Hold on to the books. 
of the prophets. Hold on to the word of God. Don't be like them. Speaking lies. But hold on to the truth. Speaking the truth without compromise. Hallelujah. We are going further. Let us go to the second book of Timothy. Second book of Timothy chapter 3. Amen. Amen. I read the name of Jesus. The title of this scripture is Perilous Times Shall Come. Second Timothy chapter 3 from verse 1. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Verse 2. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, boosters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, and unholy. You can read that first scripture. First, um, first. Lees na van Jezus. 2 Timotheus 3, vers 1 en 2. Onthoud dat de laatste tijd van de wereld een moeilijke tijd zal zijn. En de mensen zullen alleen maar aan zichzelf denken. Ze zullen hebzuchtig, trots en overmoedig zijn. Ze zullen God beledigen en ongehoorzaam zijn aan hun ouders. Amen. So we will take it one by one. He said, first for perilous times shall come. Hallelujah. And he said, for men shall be lover of their own selves. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. I don't worship. You're worshiping yourself. Instead of God. The pride of life shall come in. Self-righteousness. Lovers of their own selves. Instead of the lovers of God. People will only take hate, heed on what they want, what they feel is good, what they think is good. They will even neglect the spirit because if they don't see it, they don't do it. Lovers of their own selves, covetous, hebrigheid, greediness. You want more and more and more and more and more. You love yourself so much. You want more, 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 more. Only thinking about yourself. Covetous, hebrigheid, greed. You are never satisfied. Never. Because you are only feeding your flesh. We are only feeding our flesh. The Bible says, boasters, boasting about themselves instead of God. Boasting about how great you are. How good you are. There are even people who are now walking on this earth, they think they are God. Because they have everything. They even think that I have the riches, I am healthy. 
I have everything that I want, everything that I want I can get, so they think they are God. But not knowing that whenever God takes their life, within a blink of an eye, they are God. You see, this life has, you see, listen, I work with uitkeringsgerechtigde people who are in, people, people who are in the uitkeringsgerechtigde. People who are in the uitkeringsgerechtigde. And you see, whenever I speak to them, they tell me their stories. Those people, they, had, they once had a big, big company. They once had properties. They had cars. They had everything. But toen corona kwam, they lost everything. Or they became sick. Or they had a divorce. Of a scheiding. And it made me to understand that if you are not humble, life will humble you. It made me to understand that if you are not as you need, if you are not grateful for what you have, as you need dankbaar bent for what you have. You can lose it very quickly. Life can humble us very quick. If God, if one sickness hit you, bam, you will not be the same. You will not be the same. I have seen people who are fit. When they see them, they, are, they look young. But all of a sudden, has a blue day. All of a sudden, they are, they are in a wheelchair. All of a sudden, they cannot walk. And if you see those people, you can never imagine that that was, they were um, once very alive, they were once very active, they were once very young. But because of sickness. So whenever I talk to those people in my working place, I thank the Lord in my mind. I just think, I'm just saying thank you. Those people, as I said, they have a high education, university, doctor, doctorate, but they cannot find a job. They cannot find a job. They have been studying, 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 but they cannot find a job. Now ze zitten nu in de uitkering. They have, they have to do with very little. And now they understand how to be grateful. Hoe dankbaar te zijn. Het moet niet zo zijn dat wanneer je op het punt staat dat je alles hebt verloren. Dan pas ga je realiseren hoe goed je het had. Zo moet het niet zijn. It's not until you lose everything that you realize how good you had, the good things you had. Boasters, they will arise. They think they are God. They think they are God and they don't need the God. They don't need the Father who created the heaven and earth. Proud. Proud. High-minded. 
don't want to humble themselves. They think they are already there. Apostle Paul said, I know in part and I prophesy in part. Even Apostle Paul said that, that I may know him. That I may know him. He knew who he was. Blasphemers. Those who reject the Holy Spirit, those who reject the work of the Holy Spirit, the wonders and the miracles they rejected, they say it is not from God. It is not God. Blasphemers. Disobedient to parents. Unthankful. Unholy. There is even a trend going on whereby they are showing you very um they are showing you videos that are actually very yes it's a studio um grappige videos. Yeah, they are showing you videos that are actually funny and then they are saying that if you like, I know I'm going to hell. They make hell like a place that you can you can see every time like hell is a place you can do what you want. They have done great hell. They have grown down great the importance of hell. They have grown down great it. Listen, if you follow this rule, you would think that after this life, there will be another life. You would think that after this life, you would just rotten in, in under the ground. Your, your body will just rotten. Meanwhile, there will be a judgment. There will be a judgment. And judgment will come. Every one of us will be judged. Every one of us will be judged. Those who don't want to hear anything about Jesus, they think that after this life there is nothing. There is nothing. They think that their body will just rot and that is and that was it. They don't know that they have a spirit. And that that spirit in you will never die. Eh? That spirit in you will not die. That, that spirit in you will be charged. And then it will go to the lake of fire and you will feel it. Or it will go to the eternal life and you will enjoy it. That spirit in you will not die. It is your body. Your body will rot, but your spirit will be judged. Without natural affection, without love, without love, the love of many will was cold. Without love, truth breakers, truth breakers. You see, truth breakers are actually people that breaks covenants. 
and those who disturb peace that disturb peace disturb covenant disturb the thing that is written so actually those who are disobedient hallelujah false accusers false accusers false accusers false accusers they will arise they will arise listen we are already in the last days we are already in the last days just look around you we are already in the last days we are already in the last days false accusers will arise will arise will arise false accusers and the Bible says, I will go further. Incontinent. Actually, it talks about people without self-control. Don't have control over themselves. So they just go about everything. Lust. Everything. Don't have anger. Most. Buddha. Don't have self-control. They will all arise. Fierce. Fierce. People are in the nailers brutal. People are brutal. They will arise. They will arise. They will just insult you. If you want to talk about Jesus, but they will and despises of those that are good so they will tell you why are you going to church so much why are you praying so much why are you not enjoying life why are you not going with us to the club you are still young. Come with us. Despises of those that are doing good. Verse 4. Traitors. Traitors. Amen. Betrayers. Another word for betrayers. They will arise. They will arise. They will arise. Heavy corporate. You don't want to listen. You don't want to hear the truth. Heavy corporate. Amen. High-minded. The same thing as proud. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Amen. People that love the world. The Bible says that do not love the world because in the world there is the lust of the eyes, and the eye of life, and the lust of the flesh. Lovers of pleasures. Rather than lovers of God. 
a verb and first five having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such third away so apostle paul was dj timothy on the way timotheus for the thing that is actually happening now Apostle Paul was warning Timothy. Don't be like them. Be different. Separate yourself. Give heed to the sound doctrine. Practice holiness. Desire holiness. Don't follow the multitude. Don't be in the mixed multitude. You see, all the time I was walking from Belma Station, and there was a concert that was going on, and you saw a lot of people. They were walking one way. They were all going to the concert. They were all walking to the arena, and I was thinking by myself that what if Jesus comes now? What if Jesus comes now? And you, you could just see that everybody was work, walking in a certain direction. And there were only few that went to the other direction. And it came and I came to this scripture that the Bible says that men the broad is the way that leads to destruction. But narrow is the way that leads to eternal life. If you follow the multitude, it is a sign of destruction. It's what iedereen doet. Something everybody does. It's oftentimes not good. It's what everybody is doing. Something everyone does. Oh, because they are doing so, I have to be like that. Did God approve it? Is it the will of God? Church! I am talking to all of us. This world has nothing to offer. Holiness is still the standard. It is about your salvation. Don't be like them. Don't be like them. Let us go to Matthew 24. Matthew chapter 24 from verse 36. Matthew chapter 24 from verse 36. Son of man be. Ah. Verse 38. 
For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. Verse 39. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Verse 40. Then shall two be in the field. The one shall be taken and the other left. Verse 41. Two women shall be grinding at the mill. The one shall be taken and the other left. Verse 44. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour you, your Lord doth come. Verse 43. But know this, that if the good man of the house, house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Please read this. Amen. Maar niemand weet wanneer die dag en dat moment zullen zijn. Ook de hemelse engelen weten dat niet. Ook de zoon weet dat niet. Alleen mijn vader weet het. Zoals het ging in de tijd van Noach, zo zal het ook gaan als de mensenzoon terugkomt. Want in die tijd, voor de grote overstroming, gingen de mensen gewoon hun gang. Ze aten en dronken en trouwden. Tot op de dag dat Noah aan boord van zijn boot ging. Ze, gingen niet, ze hadden niets in de gaten. Toen kwam de grote overstroming en ze verdronken allemaal. Zo zal het ook gaan als de mensenzoon komt. Twee mensen zullen in het veld aan het werk zijn. De een zal plotseling meegenomen worden, de ander niet. Twee vrouwen zullen graan aan het malen zijn. De een zal plotseling meegenomen worden, de ander niet. Let daarom goed op, want jullie weten niet op welke dag jullie hier komt. Als de bewoner van een huis had geweten hoe laat de dief zou komen, zou hij opgebleven zijn. Hij zou niet in zijn huis hebben, ge hij zou niet in zijn huis hebben gelaten, laten inbreken. Onthoud dat goed. Daarom moeten jullie ook goed opletten, want de mensenzoon zal overwachts komen. Amen. De Bijbel starts with, ze wij beginnen met, no man knows the hour. Niemand kent het uur dat de Son of Man wil komen, dat de mensenzoon zal komen. No man knows when Jesus will come. Niemand weet wanneer Jezus zal komen. No man knows. Niemand weet het. But he gave us an example. Hij gaf ons een voorbeeld. That happened in the times of Noah in Genesis chapter 6. Wat gebeurde in de tijd van Noah in Genesis chapter 6. And the Bible was actually telling us that. De Bijbel vertelde ons dat. In that very day. Die dag, people did not know. Wisten mensen niet. It took them by surprise. Was een verrassing voor They did not know in which time dispensation they were in. So people were eating and drinking. Ze aten en dronken. They were marrying. Trouwden. Giving into marriage. But all of a sudden, the flood came. The flood came. And no one went into the ark with his family. Listen. I believe in that time, they were they despised Noah. Noah Because Noah was not like them. Like in the days of Jesus. They despised Jesus. Because Jesus was not like them. So as they were despising Noah, 
The Bible says that Noah walked with God. He walked with God. So he had a relationship with God. He had a relationship with him. And the Bible says that he found grace. I don't say that Noah was without sin, but he found grace because he did not follow the multitude. He did not follow the world. So Noah found grace. So because he had a relationship with God, his family was able to be saved. You don't know what you are doing. You don't know that you can save a whole generation. You don't know that you can save a whole family. You don't know that you can save a whole household. But we are playing with our Christianity. We are playing with our Christianity. You see, there is something that God hates. And that is lukewarmness. Because those who are lukewarm, they have the form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. Because you are not hot, not cold, you are in between. So there is no, so we cannot work on you. You are either in or you are out. There is no in between. If we say we follow Jesus, let us make us let us make up our minds. I am the way to truth and the life. Besides Jesus, there is no other way. He is the truth and the life. There is only eternal life found in Christ. So Noah found grace in the eyes of God. And he entered the ark. And the flood came. And the Bible says that the wickedness of man increased. The wickedness of man increased. And God was so sorrowful. He was so There was no man. There was niemand. 
that could completely satisfy God in his holiness. All those people, they were good, but sin was still found in them. So he was thinking, who shall I send? Who shall I send that can be blameless? Who shall I send? And Jesus said, send me. Send me. Send me. Do you know how it is to go to prison even though you have done nothing? Do you know what it is to die even though you have done nothing? Do you know how it feels when someone accuses you and you know you have done nothing? But Jesus was willing. He was willing. He was willing to die. And you see, every time we reject Jesus, we crucify him once again. We reject him once again. We are telling Jesus that your crucifixion was not important. They beat him. They spit upon him. They slew him. Because of you and I. Because of you and I. So Jesus was able and willing to die for humanity, to die for mankind. He was able to offer his life. As a living sacrifice. He was able to sacrifice his life on the cross for us. The reason why Jesus is still not coming. Because he's still waiting. He's still waiting for people to arise. He is still waiting for people that will stand in the gap. For people that will not compromise their faith. He is still willing. He is still waiting for a church without sport or wrinkle. He is still waiting and he is interceding for us. He is interceding for us. But we need to understand when that day comes, when that day comes, it is too late. When that day comes, there is no mercy, there is no, there is no grace, there is no preaching anymore about holiness. There is nothing anymore. He is still waiting. He is still waiting. He is still waiting. For the sons and daughters to arise. For the sons and daughters. To hold on to holiness. To hold on to him. To hold on to God. That can say like Apostle Paul to live is Christ and to die is gain. That can say what profit does I have that my soul have if I gain the whole world but lose my soul. 
without Christ, there is no light. Without Him, there is no meaning. Life has no meaning. Are you surprised why people can still commit suicide? Even though they have everything. Because they are dead inside. They are dead inside. God is still waiting for a church without spot or wrinkle. There still need to be a faithful few. There still need to be a remnant that can still keep the faith, that can still hold on to the faith. The Bible says in Isaiah 26, 9, the Bible says that they are crying out to the Lord. They are crying out for deliverance and for justice. They are deliberately seeking the Lord. Are you among them? Are we among them that are still seeking Him? The Bible says that he that endured to the end will have the crown of life. If you can only endure until the end. The Bible speaks about about the rapture. The Bible speaks about those who died in faith. They will arise once again. They will arise once again. And those who still have the spirit they will be raptured. And the great tribulation is the wrath of God. It is the sign of the wrath of God. And the, and, and the Bible says in the Revelation that in those times people will seek death. They will seek death. Can you imagine that people just want to see how they can die? They will seek death. Holiness is so essential. Holiness is so essential. Holiness is so essential. We must desire. We must be eager. We must desire to live a life that is pleasant to the Lord. To live a life that is according to the will of God. If we confess Christ. Let it be a reference point in our life that Christ indeed is still alive. Nowadays you cannot see the difference anymore. You cannot, you cannot see the difference. We are mixing everything together. Het kan gewoon. Af en toe een wereldse muziek. Af en toe even. Not knowing, not conscious of how you represent yourself. God is gracious. God is merciful. It is time for us to choose the way of the Lord. It is time for us. 
alive is blessing to the the Bible speaks about the remnant. The Bible speaks about the faithful few. Are you among them? Do you want to be among them? You can start right now. Because the Bible tells us in Matthew 24 verse 1. In, the, in Matthew 24 verse 36. That the hour. No one's known. No one knows the hour. No one knows the hour. No one knows. So the preparation starts now. It starts now. The preparation starts now. You have heard this message. The preparation starts now. Faith is now. The decision is now. Not lukewarmness. Not physically alive and spiritually dead. Not lovers of ourselves. But ones that are led. Those ones that are in the spirit, led by the spirit. They are satisfied, certified to be called the sons of God. Those who are led by him, live in him, are satisfied to be called the sons of God. When you are humble enough, you know that you are not there at all. When you are humble enough, you know that you are not there. But because comparing our 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 life comparing to God, we are nothing. We can actually not even be holy by ourselves. It's only through the Holy Spirit. It's by the, the help of the Spirit. But it is only when you are eager. Eager. It's only when you yield to the Spirit. It's only when you desire. Then God can perfect you in His holiness. For some people, it is very confronting. And for some people, it is very confronting. For some people, it is a confirmation. And for some people, it is a bevestiging. For some people, it is even a rebuke. And for some people, it is a terechtwijzing. But as I said before, this message is preached. Because there is a care. 